0: Hey there, lady, you're tuned into Wine and Gine, a lively woman's health podcast hosted by two licensed midwives, Kelly Pappas and Tiffany Alblinger. We're dragging every sister, mom, and best friend on our mission to make chatting about the female body and everything that comes along with it a normal and amusing thing.
1: Grab a glass
0: of wine with us while we flex our vagina expertise and dish on women's health topics each episode. Remember, you too can be a vagina expert because you have one. Hey guiners, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have episode 10 for you. Ooh,
1: double digits. Wow! I know,
0: we've made it. We've come so far. We've had so much fun, of course, doing this with all of you guys and hearing your feedback. We know that we're on the right track Mm -hmm. most of the time. Most of the time. We do love your feedback, including the reviews that you guys leave us in iTunes. Yes. And so I wanted to read one of them tonight that I just thought was super sweet. It's the very first one we got. It's from Andrea, the teacher. She says... Needed Topics Treated Perfectly. Oh, I like that. This is amazing. So many women grow up being clueless about their bodies and how to even ask the questions they want answers for. This is awesome. And I cannot agree more, Andrea, the teacher.
1: (laughs) I agree. (laughs) This is awesome. That's a good (laughs) review.
0: So if you guys would hop into our review space in iTunes or wherever you listen, leave us a review. We'd love to feature our favorite ones. Yes. On the show.
1: We would. We love your feedback. Especially when it's so loving.
0: Yeah, try not to leave us a bad review, actually.
1: About that, guys.
0: You keep those to yourself or you can share it with us privately. Perfectly. In the Facebook group.
1: That you're going to join because you actually really do love the podcast so much. So, <laughs> perfect. Head over to Facebook and search yes.
0: Wine and guy Community.
1: <laughs> what do you um, have for us today? We've got some good stuff that we're talking about today. Something that comes up um, in pretty much every Wine and gun, like, in-person event that we've done and every woman's life and every man who loves a woman's life. Um, we're talking about phases of your menstrual cycle, which is after you hit puberty and begin menstruating your whole life <laughs> up until menopause. Right? right.
0: So there's phase one, which is bleeding in phase two, which is not bleeding. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's all you need to do. All
1: right. I was planning on making this very simple. So there we go. Very simplified right there.
0: Anyway, if we could just spend the rest of the episode reading more reviews. <laughs>
1: this is awesome. <laughs> um, but we wanted to make an episode about this because at least I know I can remember back specifically to when I learned about like the phases of my menstrual cycle in in school. I remember being in family life class and then Mm -hmm. again in like biology or something in high school. And I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to learn about it. It sounded so confusing of like what was happening when and what hormones did what and you know, whatever. And I wish, um, at the time I understood it more and I wish it was explained to me a little more simply because I think at the time I was just like, I get it. I bleed. That's terrible. And that's just my life, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so not understanding more behind it, I think, impacted me as I grew up. Um, I know, I, I don't know what your kind of background is with it, but I know when I was in high school, I had crazy periods. Mm-hmm. And eventually my doctor was like, we're just going on birth control. I was like eating it right out. And so I went on birth control because I was like, I guess that's the only option I have because my hormones are so crazy. Uh, but had I known better... I could have learned so much more about what I could have done and about what was happening to my body at certain phases. So,
0: Yeah, I don't think it was until I started researching about pregnancy, Mm -hmm. how to get pregnant, and this was the second time I got pregnant because the first time there was no planning involved. (laughs) (laughs) The second time I was like, oh, the novelty of us planning this how does how does one get pregnant on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> and that
1: that's exciting.
0: That's the first time that I was like, oh, let's really sort through these mm-hmm. pieces so that I
1: can um, harness the power of my ovulations. Yes. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty common thing. I know a lot of my clients have said pretty much the same thing. They're like, oh, I figured it out once you know I got married and we wanted to figure out if we were wanting to have babies or not each month. Um, so we don't want that for you. We want you to be like very aware of what's going on in your body so that you can understand like what, what you're feeling, what's normal for you. just understanding the point of menstruation. Right. That's like what all of this is about. Your body is just consistently preparing for a baby. Yeah. It really wants to have a baby.
0: Yeah. It really wants to. And most of the time we don't really want that right the most the, the largest time in our lives are spent more so avoiding pregnancy in yes. general than achieving pregnancy
1: in general yes for sure and so understanding your cycle is going to help in uh, preparing for it or avoiding it yes Right.
0: Yes. But knowing that your body wants to do it, whether you do yes. or
1: not. <laughs> Very important to remember. And literally every single thing it does in this like kind of cycle is surrounding your body wanting to have a baby. Yep. Once I figured that out, I was like, oh, dang, body. Mm-hmm. Come on, girlfriend. Uh, I need to breathe yeah,
0: that uterus is
1: overworked. Yeah. I always, as I was, like, writing things out and kind of thinking about how to share this, I was like, oh, the uterus, like, every month, it just sheds its lining and is like, I guess not this month. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> so like, I always sad. think, like, okay, so,
0: like, I'm sure you'll get to this part, but, like, I always think, like, the um the follicles in the they are like okay 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 it's almost time it's almost time it's almost time we're gonna send our best one out which one's our best one i don't know you over there okay here you come and then it goes out and they're like go go and be fertilized and they have no idea that it's just probably not <laughs> they have such high hopes right and then i'm sure they all have like expressions and hands and- they have little jazz hands that they yeah have. That's, how, that's
1: what my ovaries and eggs do anyway. I can, I can imagine. <gasps> uh, okay. That would be a pretty good um, cartoon. <laughs> yeah. I think we should probably make that potentially into a book. There we go. Um, okay. So average cycle length um, throughout this entire menstrual cycle is between 23 and 35 days. So that's like a pretty big... Average, I'd say the average, technically speaking, is 28 days. That's like what we kind of go off of. Everybody knows, not everybody is a 28 day perfect, you know, cycle person, um, but that's just sort of the average. Yeah. Would you agree?
0: I would agree. And if you have not listened to the vaginal steaming episode, yes, that would be a really good one to circle back around to because some of the symptoms that we talk about. Um, being average is not always normal.
1: Yes. So um, yeah, common does not equal normal. Right. So I'll, we'll reference back to that episode as well as the um, alternative menstrual product episode uh, a couple times here. Uh, okay. So what happens during the menstrual cycle? There's technically four different stages. Um, so the first stage technically is bleeding, like the first day of your Period. I'm going to start with um, the phase right after that and then get into the bleeding so we can kind of build our way up to bleeding there. Uh, so technically, it's the second stage, but we're going to start with uh, the follicular phase. Um, and this is so after the last day of your period... Uh, your body is basically preparing again for ovulation. It's like, okay, that wasn't the month. (laughs) We're going to get back out there and we're going to try again. Um, It's so persistent. It really is. Yeah. It's like, dang, body.
0: The next time you're feeling discouraged, try to tap into your inner ovary. Yes.
1: (laughs) That should be like one of those encouraging signs or whatever. But, you like know, hang in there, yeah.
0: tap into your internal ovary.
1: Yes, because it just is so dang persistent amidst all of the other signals that like, hey, this isn't going to happen for you. But you know what? It's okay. Um, so during this phase, though, the uh, follicle stimulating hormone uh, encourages your ovaries to mature that super lucky follicle that we were talking about. It's like, who is the best one? Right? Mm-hmm. So during that time, um, it's those little follicles are trying to be matured into eggs. Mm-hmm. So all of that process uh takes a couple weeks, but it uh produces estrogen. And that estrogen is what's encouraging the lining of your uterus to thicken in preparation again for that potential baby that might want to come live there, right? So you're always in that sort of stage, like, let's prepare for this pregnancy. Um, And so it it lasts about a couple weeks. And during this time, you are probably in, like, a generally pretty good mood. You have a decent amount of energy. Uh, You may notice, like, more normal discharge, clear, leading up to, like, a white sticky mucus. A whitey. Yes. Yeah. Really like that term when I talk about my vaginal discharge. I don't know why
0: we have to, but it is just. <laughs> there's no other.
1: No, it makes, consistency. It makes sense.
0: And if you've ever played with egg whites, like
1: we <laughs> all hasn't. tend to do,
0: then you'll know that that is exactly what it is. But it's also kind
1: of boogery too, I guess. It is. It's a little um. Mu- yeah, it's more Mucus, mucus. <laughs> makes sense. It right? sure does. And um, so, again, if you just envision those happy little follicles getting matured and they're so excited and they've got their jazz hands, and one of them gets chosen to be the lucky one, or potentially more if you're like a hyperovulator, um, which that is a thing where more eggs come out than just one at a time. Um, but that one special egg gets pushed through, and that is ovulation. So, can you feel when you ovulate? Yes. I can too. I don't, I don't know if I could before I had my first. I wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, I for sure can.
0: Here's my theory.
1: You'll regret asking me. Okay.
0: I can only feel ovulation on one ovary. Mm-hmm. It's my right side. That I also seem to have a bit of trouble with the scar tissue left over from my cesarean. Oh, interesting. It's thicker on that side of the mm-hmm. incision. And so it, it. I wonder if there's a bit of adhesion there that I've, I, now I've known about this for like four years and I've not done anything yeah. about it. But you can massage scar tissue and you can do castor oil packs for scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, if that applies to you, please reach out. We can give you guys information about yeah. that. Um, but that's my theory. It's like only feel it on the right. Interesting. And it's painful. Yeah. It's like um, it's a it hits a nerve for sure. Yeah, and I'm like it almost feels like my period starting, and then also it feels like I have to poop. Interesting. It's not pleasant. Yeah, it's that just just, it's a
1: good combination. Not pleasant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, that's my I, experience. I can feel it, and it kind of feels like a uh, like what it would feel like to get like a rubber band kind of ah. like it just it feels like a zing a little bit. Does, like a do you experience zing. it like all day? Um, I would say probably for about an hour. Yeah. Not all day. I'm but like I, half a day. Yeah.
0: It definitely builds up and then I forget about it. So it must go away.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, With so that's actually called metal schmerz. Oh. which I'm pretty sure is like a doctor who. It is. About
0: it. It's a man doctor. Of course. Decided to name the After. feeling you no, get no, okay. when you ovulate. Pain with After ovulation. Tr- yeah. Try to spell middle schmertz. Schmurz. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm getting the schmurz. <laughs> oh, that all schmertz again. Here comes
0: that middle schmertz.
1: <laughs> so next time you ovulate, think of old schmerty. Please do. Yeah, we would appreciate that.
0: We should find a picture
1: of him. (laughs) He probably looks like a real loser. If that's what you're known for, you probably are. You probably are. Um, Okay, so your egg is out there in the fallopian tube world hoping to meet a sperm. If it does, that is wonderful for you. If you want that to happen, that's a really awesome thing. Um, But most likely, again, like we were saying, most months, it's just going to continue on its way, um, hoping to meet a sperm, yet being sadly uh, lonely in there. Um, The egg can survive for about a full day, and sperm can survive for a while also, so... Uh, It's just something to kind of keep in mind if you're planning to get pregnant or not get pregnant because some people are like, well, I I didn't have sex that day, but I had sex the day before and then you ovulated, right? There's definitely time where that can overlap and make a little surprise baby.
0: Yeah. Sperm survives for three to five days depending on
1: optimal conditions. How (laughs) optimal are your conditions? (laughs) It's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah, which is a long time. Those little guys they're persistent too yeah they're just yeah. real excited they want to win the prize they do that lovely little egg <laughs> um, so obviously if the egg needs the sperm and, and the sperms able to make its way inside then fertilization occurs and then your body's like yes that's what we've been wanting we're so excited right um, during ovulation some people say that they get even more energy like during mm-hmm. that time Um this is the time of the month that you most likely are feeling the most inspired and most productive. So if you just kind of kind of be taking you know uh, notes on yourself throughout the month around your cycle, you might see that happen. I feel like I'm for sure I get the most um, energy and the yeah. most like stuff done because I'm like, I can do anything. I feel so great. Um, I can make a baby in my body. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> Uh, and you most likely, uh, also can feel very in the mood Mm. during this time too. Go into more detail. Tell me all about being in the mood. Um, I know for sure my husband, I'm currently not ovulating, breastfeeding, uh, stays off my cycle for quite some time usually, but, um, he would totally be like, Oh, I think you're ovulating. ovulating. Like this is, this is exciting. Yeah.
0: My husband actually thinks that I, my internal temperature is different, which it is. Yes. But he can feel it. Oh, that's
1: fascinating. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're so
0: warm. <laughs> Interesting. I know. Okay. I'm like, oh, your penis is a little thermometer.
1: <laughs> when it gets all heated up. Oh, Enjoy. <laughs> I'm I'm here to my vagina. Offer a home for everyone. (laughs) Uh, Well, yes, and you might have a little warm home for a baby or a penis. Right. You decide. (laughs) Whatever is going to happen. And I also thought it was interesting, too, about research that's been done on colors that you wear throughout the month. Oh, during ovulation you're much more likely to wear bright colors. Oh, which is like a little like peacock showing its feathers, like for hey, sure. People, I'm ovulating. I'm like ready to make a baby. I'm feeling good and inspired and like look at me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> is there a way to ex, like extend
0: ovulation? Can you fit is there a way to like manipulate your hormones so that you're ovulating all, all, all the time? The time. <laughs> <laughs> so many eggs everywhere. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm gonna have to pay attention to the clothing thing because
1: I've never, yeah, realized that before. Fascinating stuff. Good job. That's your little tidbit for the day. I like it. Um, okay, so you've ovulated, and now you're entering into something called the luteal phase. So the egg has like traveled their journey, and your body is starting to produce progesterone, and that's helping your uterus keep building up the lining, like to sustain. Them you know, a baby in there. If the egg isn't fertilized, estrogen and progesterone start to drop and the lining will start to break down. So that poor little lining is like, oh, I was trying so hard to make a baby. Um, and eventually, right, if there's no baby, the lining starts to get expelled from your body. And that brings you full circle to bleeding again. So during this uh, phase, that rising progesterone level might make you more prone to stress. And mood swings um, make you like more easily irritated. You know all the things that we kind of hear about when we talk about emotional signposts of PMS.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if there is a if there is a way to be in perpetual PMS, that I've harnessed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Teach us your ways, <laughs>
0: If you just don't get enough sleep, yes, and you take on too much responsibility, <laughs> you don't have enough sex, perfect, and develop an addiction to sugar and caffeine, great. You can be in that place. You too can
1: be like <laughs> <laughs> in perpetual PMS. Doesn't that sound great? You're super uh, easily irritated. Your breasts are more sensitive, maybe a little painful. Can't recommend it. No, no, not so much.
0: I'm gonna work on that Good next next episode. Yeah. I'll update yeah. on
1: <laughs> your perpetual fitness. <PMS>. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and your clothing outfit choices. Yeah, yeah. black. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't own any color, so <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, okay, so and then you've come full circle to starting to bleed again. Uh, the first day of your period is technically the start of the new cycle. And during the actual period, you might feel a lot of different things. It just kind of depends. Um, some people just in general don't have a lot of energy, have like some like dull aching pains, Mm. you know, some bloating, things like that. Uh, there are things that you can do for those issues So, again, like we were talking about, there's things that are common and things that are abnormal, things that are normal, um, and you don't have to suffer through your period. I think that's super important. Say it again. You don't have to suffer through your period.
0: One more time.
1: (laughs) You don't have to suffer through your period.
0: If you get one thing from us.
1: you don't have to suffer through your period. Some people really believe that your period is just like a little piece of torture that you experience each month. Normally speaking, that is not true. So there are things that you can do to help that. Obviously, there are other issues that could be potentially at play, making your periods more intense for you. And so we're talking about general, normal cycles here. Right. Uh, but like we mentioned, going back to the vaginal steaming episode would be super helpful because I know that helps massively with a lot of people's like aches, pains, bloating, cycle length, cycle, um, how much like their flow.
0: Yeah. And it's just a, it's a really gentle place to start if you want to try something that's relatively easy. Mm-hmm. That has a really big impact for most women. Before mm-hmm. you jump to some of the other stuff, there's it, it, vaginal steaming does not solve all your problems. I
1: tried. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in an perpetual PMS.
0: So. <laughs> but it is a really great place to, to start naturally helping your
1: body heal and trying to
0: yes. get some of those symptoms away. For sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: we also had our episode about alternative menstrual products. And that is, was at least for me, that was a huge game changer. Right. Um, you know, using a cup instead of tampons that took away my cramps completely during my cycles. Yeah. So that's pretty
0: awesome. I love it. We've got, we have lots of tips collectively to help you manage your period. If you just comb through the past episodes and listen to the ones that seem like they're period centric.
1: I feel pretty period centric. I I think our lives yes. are period centric. <laughs> Clearly, our bodies are constantly thinking about it. Yeah. Constantly.
0: Constant I'm glad someone else is thinking about it. Because I'm not.
1: No. Not so much. I don't have time for that. Um, but I, so overall, that, those are your little phases of your cycle. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're so welcome. What's your favorite face?
0: ovulation (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite face for you too yeah right what are some um extra tools that go along with learning your cycle if women have not previously paid attention to this before
1: how can they
0: sort this out for themselves where the phases are and how to pay attention to that
1: Charting is a very helpful tool. So whether that is with your pencil and paper of like, here's the day and here's what I'm feeling. Here's what my cervical mucus looks like today. When I took some into my fingers, it was very slippery or it was really sticky or whatever else. Um, there's also apps that you can do, which I highly recommend because it puts it all into this little algorithm and shows you this graph and you know is wonderful. Um, there's, a few, there's quite a few out there. Just kind of depending on what operating system you're on as well as, um, you know, what you're looking for. Taking your temperature as well because you can, as Tiffany was even saying, like internal temperature can change throughout. So being able to add that in as an extra layer of where are you in your cycle, have you ovulated and all of that can be very helpful.
0: Yeah, we'll put some in our show notes. We'll put like our favorite app or two in there so you guys can get started with.
1: And we'll she yeah. we'll also add um, one of the books that I like was pretty life changing for me is called um, Taking Charge of Your Fertility. That's right. Yes,
0: it's a monster
1: of a book, but you will not regret it. You will not.
0: Do you have the one with the flowers on the cover?
1: I do. So it really is just a beautiful coffee table book. Yeah. Also, of course, you and... keep it on your coffee table, and therefore everybody else gets to learn about metal schmarts metal schmarts and all the other fun things that come along with that but tracking for sure is going to be helpful yeah
0: i love it yeah so hopefully that's helpful
1: yeah it is bye, bye. the sponsor of today's show is whole mother co a fun gift back shop that includes you the busy mama in making an impact with your purchases your partnership raises money, promotes awareness, and supports the mother-friendly causes you care about. Use code Guide at wholemotherco.com to get $5 off your first order.
0: Wow, Kelly, they made it all the way to the end. What did they win?
1: Lady, you've won a priceless connection with your amazing body that you've been doing your fab life in. Our hope is we've gifted you with some information and perspective you can use. Sharing is caring, and our mission is to make these topics familiar to all women. We bet you can think of three people right now who will find this episode helpful. So be a pal and share it. Lastly, you won't want to miss a thing coming up in Wine and Gun, so subscribe to get all the tasty details directly to your ears. Have a great day, vagina experts!